Welcome to The Daily Sales Show, hosted by Sell Better. Hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome back, welcome in. If it's your first time, extra double, triple welcome to The Daily Show by Sell Better. I, yeah, a little, nice little pose moment. You like that? Um, If you are here for the first time, we do this every single day, always free to you. You can find us at sellbetter.xyz or by scanning that cute little QR code up on your screen. Um, Big shout out to my computer screen that looks real cute right now. Um, (laughs) Our sponsors, our amazing sponsors with a cute little bubble through them, but Vidyard, Win, and Zoom Info, thank you so much for making these shows possible. We're going to drop a link in the chat really quick. Um, you can check out when, uh, get a free sample of that today if you click on that link in the chat But today, we're here to talk about cold call openers. All of the, the good, bad, the ugly, the scary, the terrifying cold call openers and how we can get people to engage in a conversation with us quick because I have the one and only Gabrielle Blackwell. GB, welcome. What's up? So glad to be here. So glad you are here. Um, how's your day? Oh, even better with you, Leslie. You already know. That's my cold call opener. No, I'm kidding. Um, and my day's better with you too. Thank you so much. I won't blow past this. I want to encourage you to go down to the chat and switch. There's a nice bubble there that says to hosts and panelists, switch it to everyone so that everybody can see your lovely chats and comments. Oh my gosh. Hi, Galen. Um, We are going to jump right in. I want to give you a quick agenda. And while I'm doing that, if you could tell us who's in the room so that we can also make sure that we are gearing this to you, that would be phenomenal. Um, But GB is going to walk us through like some prep tactics that she uses for herself, for her team, to feel a little more prepared walking into a cold call. She has a phenomenal framework that she uses. And then we're going to talk about some strategies because I feel like a lot of people are sharing with me right now that it's just like, as soon as they say we're too small or not interested, it's like, okay, hang up. (laughs) Um, How do we keep moving? How do we press on past that? So let's take a peek and see who's in the room, shall we? Okay. Lots of SDRs, BDRs. Love it. Welcome to everyone. If your title isn't on there also, let us know in the chat. Okay, GB, you said something when we were prepping for this that I thought was so impactful and really stuck with me um, that it's not necessarily like prepping for the call. It's not necessarily exactly what you say when you're opening, but like when we're getting ready You mentioned that it's important to understand the point of view of the person who's on the other end, the person who's receiving your call. Talk me through this. Talk me through how it helps you get ready to cold call. Yes. So what I've observed, like coaching, mentoring, managing a bunch of SDRs over the past however many years it's been, I'm like just an old SDR manager dinosaur at this moment in time. But one of the things that I, I see people trip up on is they like over over-focus or hyper-focus, like analysis paralysis on what is the perfect thing that I need to say to open up this conversation. And I always encourage folks to go 
to think about, yeah, what is the point of view of the prospect? And there's pro- they're probably going to be asking themselves a few questions. Like number one, uh, the first question they're going to ask, they're going to ask themselves is, who is this? Like the next question is, uh, what are they calling me about? Why should I care? Right? And what do they want me to do? Those are really the four questions. And then when I think about what that means for how we open up the call, we need to align our opener to those questions and very quickly help the prospect answer them. So I don't know if you want me to get into the framework right this very second. I can, but like those are the big questions that I would highly encourage everyone to consider when they're thinking about what kind of opener they're going to have for cold calls. I think about it like, even answering the phone when it rings and it's someone we don't know on our personal phone, even if it's not a sales call, if it's any number, right? That is like the first things you go through are like, who is this and what do you want from me? <laughs> yeah. 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 What? Yes. Yeah. So that to me, it gets into like, all right, like, yeah. Like, why should I, and why should I care? What do you want? What's happening? Yeah. Talk to me about, before we jump in the framework. Yeah. Really quick. I, I hear tone and the importance of tone. I understand like for me, that's something I have to really focus on and work on. Talk to me about how tone plays a part in this. I've heard the like um, smile. I've heard uh, stand up, anything around that in terms of like things that you see work across the board. So I don't like coaching on tone. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't like coaching on tone. Um, there's there's a, a couple of different reasons for that, but what I instead try to coach on specifically is confidence and competence, like, or confidence and comfort. It's probably the biggest one. It's confidence and are you comfortable in what you're saying? So, and I think if you can tackle those things and the tone piece of things gets figured out because what get on one side of things, like you could say, hey, I want you to have this kind of tone, but you would never talk like that in a normal world. And all of a sudden you're trying to think about all right, how do I sound a certain way? But also I need to stay present on this call. And I also have to be really mindful of this call opener. And all of a sudden, the prospect has hung up the phone on you and you don't even know what happened, right? So it's much more about when you are talking, like if I'm about to, if I'm going to call someone, I really do think it's a matter of, I just need to feel comfortable and confident in what I'm saying. That's the biggest thing. And how, yes, how I'm saying it and there's the tone and the tonality to it as well. But if I'm being asked to string together uh, a sequence of words that I would never say ever in my life, except for this one situation, I my tone is going to be jacked up, right? Yeah. So it very much is trying to figure out what is somebody's most like authentic expression of themselves. What is a string of words that's going to help them open up a, com- a conversation comfortably? And even to a point like what kind of opener, right? Like, is it a permission base? Should they jump straight into their reason for calling? Like what is going to help that person feel more um, yeah, more comfortable on the phone? And if the seller feels comfortable, my belief is that the prospect will feel more comfortable. I mean, that makes so much sense. Yeah. And so it's really more about our personality as a seller. So you're not saying here, say these exact words in this script, in this tone. It's, hey, let's workshop this together to figure out what's natural and feels comfortable for you. Yeah, absolutely. So I have I know one of one of my one of my folks is on the call today, uh, in a rose. And so like we've had conversations in a team setting about cold call openers. And so in a in a rose, like she likes to open up the call and go, like, Hey, how are you today? Right? Like, how's it going? And 
sorry, AR, I'm putting you on blast right now. <laughs> yeah, so, so, uh, and so, and I like, I'm sure it's, we've had this, we're with this team meeting recorded on Gong, so I'm not making stuff up, I don't think. But, um, uh, she'll say, hey, like, that makes her feel better when she's opening up a conversation. So she feels good. Again, the process will feel good. I've got another person on my team who he's like, hey, I just kind of want to cut to the chase. And that's how he talks in general, mm -hmm. right? And that's, he's a very direct person. So he's like, I'm not really trying to do all the rest of the stuff. I just want to keep being direct. And it works for him, right? So it, it very much is trying to figure out what is your natural style of, of talking? Let's align to that. Yes, we want to take into consideration uh, the regionality of things and the pace of the person that you're talking to um, and style matching in those ways. But it first... First and foremost, it starts off with you just got to within 15 to 30 seconds, get this prospect talking. And if you feel if you're anxious, they're probably going to pick up on it. I hate this phrase, but I'm going to say it anyway, because it feels right. I'm going to put a pin in this moment. I want to come back to this, but I want us to jump into the framework because I think that it will help explain this. Yeah. I'm going to share. And can you just walk us through your thoughts here, how you use it. Yes. Ooh, look at this camera slide. So pretty. So before, yeah, so uh, this is this is the framework that I was introduced to when I first started off as an SDR back in 2015. Um, I I'm like that the old I'm an old head. Like if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So this is what I this is what I like to use. This is what I've continued to use. This is how I um, coach my team up on, or I offer this framework up to them if they don't know where else to start. And so, and this also aligns to those four questions that I was talking about. They're like, who is this? Like, what are they calling me for? Why should I care? And what do they want? The introduction aligns to that first question. And it's something as simple as, hi, Leslie, this is GB. Relevance is you are picking something. You need to have some reason for reaching out to someone. And this is going to do a couple of things. One, I think it helps you feel much more confident in you calling them. You have a reason to call them versus you just calling through a list. Mm. But also, secondly, if you're taking the time to research what's going on, you, that is going to carry over. The majority of folks, when they're cold calling prospects, they're just running through a script mindlessly. You might be the only person that day who's like, hey, I noticed on your profile that y'all are doing this very specific thing. And if I'm literally, I literally just got out of a meeting, I was thinking about it. Yeah, you're right. Okay, this is relevant to me. The next piece is like value specifically. So like this can be something really simple. Like, hey, like here's how we're helping organizations like yours, uh, past companies that I've been at. I just said something quickly like, hey, you're trying to do X, Y, and Z. We have a solution that makes it way easier and faster. Like that was a value. Keep it simple. And then the launch right? This is like the, what do you want for like, what do you want me to do? I was like, I want you to have a conversation with me. And the only way to signal to you that I want to have this conversation with you is to ask a open-ended question. So like, how are you going about this today? Is one of my favorite questions asked. Help me understand, what does this look like for you today? And I can't stress this enough, open-ended questions. If you are familiar with the spin framework like you're asking situational questions at this point in time yeah yes. i like this a lot um that is the framework that's the framework and i think it's 
like it's accomplishing answering all those questions. So who is this? What are you calling about? What do you want from me? What do I need to like? What action do I need to take? Um, do people like how do you recommend when I'm building this for myself? Like, what are some of the things that can make me feel more confident as I'm going through? Because typically we're handed a script, right? Mm. I mean, I see a lot of SDR BDRs on the call. Give me a an emoji, a yes, a thumbs up, a one, whatever feels right to you. Like if you're handed, here's what you should say when you call. And how can I go through that to kind of formulaically map it up with this and make me feel confident, that confidence piece as we're getting on the phone? Okay, I would. Okay, I'm gonna ask another question. Put a nine in the chat if oh you God. actually put a nine in the chat if you are actually confident in the script that was handed to you. Need a couple, couple out of a hundred out of 164 people. So, <laughs> that's amazing. Yes, lol. Not confident. Crickets. Yes, no script. Okay, cool. So um, here's here, nine-ish. I love that. <laughs> here's my thought is um, typically what I see happen at organizations is they hand people a script and that script was written by somebody who was a top performing SDR who moved into another position, let's say, um, or it was a manager who like, like for myself, I'm offering things up based off of what I know. Mm-hmm. Now you the people who are teaching like that opener or that script, they might be somebody who talks and communicates in a way that is nothing like how you talk and communicate. Yes. So this is why I like using frameworks to begin with. It's not about, hey, just say these words, say it in the way that I'm saying it. Because again, I not only are you learning how to do the job, learning how to have a conversation, you also are trying to figure out how do I deprogram myself, my personality, and then reprogram this new personality. Every call, that's crazy talk. So we're not going to do that. I forgot what the question was that you asked me, by the way. But like that, that was my first tangent. But I think like in terms of like feeling like, hey, if I'm being handed a script, like I just want to go, all right, hey, like is it hitting upon those main points? Like, does it like is there is there room for me to have a relevant statement and like it so there's a three like you know three by threes you can look on someone's profile what's going on the account anything else that you know maybe close lost ops re-engagement information whatever then really what i'm the only thing that i'm really looking for from the company or from the marketing team if i'm being really honest is the value proposition that's all i'm asking for so like, if i'm reaching out and maybe my value proposition is based off of the tech stack that they use it could be the persona themselves and the jobs to be done and how we can support them in that. Um, but like, that's really all I'm looking for. Like if I'm a rep, like I just need a crystal clear value prop that if I say this, I know I'm not lying. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and and then, you know, if you have, again, it's more about the situational questions that you ask, like, how are you doing this today? How are you involved in this? What does that process look like? Who like who else is involved in this as well? What's making this a priority today? Just to open up the conversation. I love the way that you talk about like finding each person's individual voice using the framework instead of the script. I like vividly remember early in my sales career, this woman, Pam, she was phenomenal. Anyone familiar with Sandler? Like she was a walking Sandler lesson. She did every single one of their rules like to a T 
and I got to shadow her field rep days and I got to shadow her and like follow her. I tried to say exactly the same thing in the exact same tone and people would be like, are you okay? Are you okay? I'm like, no, no, I'm not okay, apparently. <laughs> but like finding something that fits your voice, um, like I like to try to explain it to um, a family member or a friend. Like, is there something that you can recommend to people to like try to figure out how to put something that is a script or something their peers are saying into their own voice, into their own tone. Yeah. So I, th I think I told you this during prep, but uh, at the same time that I was starting as an SDR, I found out um, about dating apps and I was going on hella dates and people would be like, oh, what are you doing? And I would literally just run through my script over and over and over again until people got it. And so I went on a lot of dates, so I got a lot of practice. <laughs> I just think my script... Oh my god. Uh so yeah, so that's yeah, go on a lot of dates. Um uh if you're single because I don't think your spouse will understand. Um no, I so there there are some things that you can do. Yes, you can talk to friends, you can talk to family and just Christy, what's up? Sorry, it's a cold old coworker who said something. Uh but yeah, you could you talk to friends, you can talk to family because these are folks who are not going to understand what you're talking about and the more and the the simpler that you can make it, the better. Right. So even when I was talking about the value proposition of, hey, we make it easier and faster. I got that one from a mentor and he's like, he, he's like, people want to make things really complex and sound really smart. And really, you're just trying to like talk to them like a person for real, for real. So like make it simple, make it easy to engage with, ask your question and then shut up and let them talk. Um, so I know I'm going on 20 tangents, but I think another thing you can do outside of talking to friends and family is role plays. Like, and I learned this tip from Kevin Dorsey. And one of the things that he talked about was when role play, let's say an opener or even an objection, uh, the, we don't stop practicing just that one part of the call or the conversation until both the rep and myself feel comfortable with it. So like, Leslie, if I'm like, let's say we're we're practicing an opener, and you go and uh, and I'll ask you the question like, hey, how did that feel? Right? Did you feel comfortable? Did you feel confident? And you might go, mm, yeah. And I'm like, I didn't like, it. like you didn't seem comfortable. So we're gonna keep going again and again and again. So I can offer you advice on what you can do, but once we start practicing it, iterating it, and then we'll practice it like three more times. Like once we get to that one where you're like, oh, I like that a lot. Let's do it again three more times cool and now it's coming to a, it's coming to a level of it being automatic so again when you get to that call not only like you found a talk track that works for you that you really created yourself so you're probably gonna have a lot more confidence in it um but secondly like if you are just if you just stick to that and you you practice it it's automatic right like practice it with your peers for me i was a psychopath i'm I, i'm just always a psycho like before work getting ready in the morning i would just run through my like my opener yeah so i felt really good about it i'd take the bus in and i would just practice it i would write it down until it was muscle memory so that way when i got to the call hey it's gabrielle notice that you're doing this we have a solution makes it easier and faster how are you going about it today and people what what we're in a conversation now just like making it part of your like natural, this is just what I say, it's what I do, instead of having to like put on, okay, now I'm getting on the cold call hat, right? Like, let me shake it off. Let me figure out who I am. 
it's just part of who you are because you say it and it's so natural and it's coming through. I practice it. Yeah. I mean, I think like if you look at like any like elite level performer uh, in any sector of professionalism, right? Like there are things that they always have to practice so that when they actually hit their scene, they're ready to go. Like I can only imagine like how many free throws to Steph Curry shoot like probably every single day or before every single game so that by the time it's game time, it's automatic, right? Same thing for actors. Like they're not going out there getting a script and then stepping out on stage and like, right? It's like they have rehearsed it so much that it's automatic. Like that's where they can start to improvise as well. That's where they can start to iterate and improve on things. Like that's when cold calls get fun is when you get, when you are so masterful at, I know what I'm saying and I know how I'm saying it. I had a sales leader who was a great mentor, Tom Knox, shout out Tom, uh, used to say, make your ad lib lines well rehearsed. So it feels like natural conversational, like this might be the first time I'm saying it, but I've practiced and I've rehearsed it over and over again to make sure that it feels that way. And I was like, that always one of those things that sticks with you. Okay. Um, I want to encourage everyone, if you have questions, go to that Q&A tab at the bottom of Zoom and stick them in there. Um, we're going to talk about a couple more things and then we'll hit up the Q&A section. But if there's someone else who asks a question that you also have or you want to hear answered, you can also upvote it with the thumbs up button um, in the Q&A section. And then Matt asked in the chat over here, when you registered with whatever email you registered with, you'll get the recording sent there. Um, usually it's within 24 hours. And if not, you can always go back to the link that you registered at or on sellbetter.xyz to see our past shows and the vault. Um, let's talk about you gave your whole framework. You, you know, you did your elevator or your, you know, opening remarks, whatever we want to call it, right? And we just didn't connect with them or they didn't connect with what we're saying. And they're like, yeah, Gabrielle, we're all set. Uh, I see a lot of people just be like, okay, have a great day. Hang up. Talk to me about what do we do so that we can continue the conversation. Yes. So um, there are these like moments in my life that I will never forget. Like I, I remember where I was. <laughs> like this is a this is a, this is a core memory, right, uh, of my career. Like I remember like the place that I was at, like what I was doing, the whole scene. When I remember telling myself, I can never be the first person to hang up the phone, right, unless they're disqualified or unless they're being like abusive or something like that. Mm -hmm. But my, I cannot be the person who gives myself an out on the conversation and gives up too easily on the call. So there are some things that I think are first and foremost mindset. Like once I had that mindset of I'm not hanging up the phone first, then what ended up happening was I had to figure out, okay, well, how do I not make this so awkward then? And um, yeah, so it's like if someone's, hey, like we're all set, we're now getting to the point of we just we just have to find a way to object either you're I think you're either going to have to objection handle right or you're going to have to educate and like instigate those to are like and and it can look very similar um 
for both of them. So like there's a framework. Do you want me to get into the framework? I can use the framework for objection handling. The framework that I like to use for this is you embrace what the person is saying. If you have a value point, you can insert that and then you launch a question again, right? So embrace value launch. So if Leslie says, hey, I'm all set. It's like, hey, totally hear you out. That's the embrace. When you say you're all set, what does that mean? Do you have something like, do you have a system in place? Are you doing this internally or are you not involved? All right. So like that, that becomes a thing. So it doesn't really matter what they say, as long as I'm embracing what they're saying. If I have something of value to share, right? So if someone says, hey, you know, I don't think I'm the right person for this. Hey, totally hear you out. Apologies if I caught you in error. As I was doing my research, I saw that I saw these things on your profile. That's what led me to reach out to you. That's the value, right? Or that's the relevance. Was I off in this in thinking that you were a part of this? Right? They say, well, yes, I am. I'm so important. Of course I'm involved in this. Okay, tell me more about that. How are you involved? And now we're in a conversation. And now we're, and now we're back in the conversation. Mm. But I think some other things that can happen, um, the fun moments where I'm like, hey, like you're in a conversation, you're in a good spot. I've gone through my opener. I call it the gambit, right? So I've done the intro, relevance, value launch. And the person goes, wait, who is this? Hey, Leslie, it's Gabrielle. I was calling because I saw this. We have a solution that does that. Just curious though, like how are you involved? I get, I, I roll, I just repeat my gambling again. Yeah, maybe I do yeah. a bit of a switch. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're just gonna, I feel like that's a really great point because if you, if they say, who is this? You're just gonna start the back and forth if you onesie twosie them, right? You're like, this is Gabrielle. And they're like, and where are you from? And you have to like start the whole thing Instead, yeah. just give them the light version from yeah, the mm. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, I love my favorite one. Huh? Listen, we're in the conversation now. <laughs> no, yeah, Leslie. Yeah, like we're we're helping companies solve problem one, two, and three. I was led to believe that you're involved in this. How are you going about it today? I like that. I was led to believe you're involved in this too. That's a beautiful I moment. See. I learned, I learned that one from my old manager. Shout out Dan Barr. It's like a perch for them too, because it feels important. It feels special. Mm -hmm. I like that. But also it's like a little bit of like, hey, like what led you to believe that? Right. Going on here. And then also like if I'm wrong. They'll correct you. Yeah, they'll correct me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so don't hang up first unless it's disqualified or they're jerks having a day um i think that's so important i think it's really hard to do in the moment sometimes but i love the embrace value point launch a question i think any objection you get any deflection you get if you could answer it with at least a question you're on your way right yeah i mean and that can be also a way to um even if you're not getting an objection right like if you're getting something positive and they go you know, I was I was just looking at you the other day, right? Like, oh, I was just I was just researching this the other day, and we actually need something, right? Like, hey, Leslie, like that's awesome to hear. That's an embrace. It's just taking the moment 
to let the person know I heard you. Mm. Also on a cold call, something that my um, the former manager, Dan, shared with me is like immediately, like on, on top of all the questions that someone can ask themselves when they answer the phone and it's you. One thing that also might be going on in their head is they get a phone call and I'm maybe y'all are using local local presence and they're like, oh my gosh, what is this local number? Is it like my kid's school? What's going on? And then it's you and they're like, oh, shit. Right. So they immediately have their guards up. So when you are like the the embrace lets them know that you're listening to them, that you heard them. And it's that embrace that starts to let them let their guard down. Mm-hmm. If you do not embrace what they're saying, if you just bulldoze, they're going to be like, you're not listening to me. I'm not heard. What the actual F? Right. Likely going to hang up likely going to hang up or likely that they're going to rip you a new one it's not that like i've listened to plenty of calls where ropes on my team not necessarily culture amp right have bypassed someone because they're just like they're just so happy to get through all the things that they want to say and the person goes as i said i don't have time for this conversation right I, they just want to be heard. Everyone just wants to be heard. Yes. Yeah. Like you're not listening to me and I will not listen to you. Like by you just, hey, I know it caught you at a bad time. Hey, you know, apologies if I caught you in error. Hey, yeah. yeah. Sounds like you have something in place today. That's fine. Value. Like we can, this conversation's not over. So you're saying there's still a chance, right? There's There's still a chance, right? And then you ask, and then you ask a question to open the conversation back up again. Yeah. And now we're talking again instead of them leaving. I feel like sometimes if you can stick through that too and create that feeling of like safety or create that I'm listening and keep questions going, you're going to have a more clear yes or no. Even if it doesn't lead to a yes, ultimately, you'll have more information than just, you know, go pound sand or whatever it is. Yeah. And um, I realized we didn't talk about this during the prep call, but there's there are so many ways to win at cold calls. Like booking a meeting is not the only way. That's not the only indication that it was a successful cold call, right? So also with the mindset thing, like um, like when I was making calls, uh, uh, <laughs> I'd, I'd be ready to like pick up my phone and start my dials, and I'd go everybody wants to talk to me today right like that was one thing i would tell myself but also what i that's what i said out loud mm-hmm. but what but also what's going on in my head is and i might be the only person today who is genuinely curious about this person's job and how to make it better and easier like i might be the only person who demonstrated any sincere level of curiosity in their world like i can make their day so like you can call someone and you can get information, you can get a referral, you can book a meeting, you can know that they're disqualified, you can get coaching on how to like navigate some things, right? You can get the insights, you can do all of this. And you could also just like make someone's day. Because like not everybody loves their job. And if you call someone and they have like a fun time, that might be a shining moment for them. Right. So now we're just like making the world more beautiful too. Just Mm -hmm. everyone can be in it together. Okay, let's jump into some questions here. Um, 
Maxwell asks, what are your thoughts on permission-based openers versus just jumping straight into value prop and question? Oh my God, all my friends are here today. Sorry, Brantley, what's up? Um, so I would, um, my take is you have to do what's best for you. Going back to some of the advice that I gave earlier, um, that's my first part. Now, I will say, like, of all the permission-based openers that I absolutely detest, the Sandler one is on my absolute highest level of shit list. So the whole 27 seconds thing is tired. It's tired. Done. It's tired. It's done. It had its moment. It was a pattern interrupt when I was a fetus. We need to stop it. We yeah, need to it. Now, that being said, though, so I, I, when I was a rep, I was not a permission-based opener kind of person. I got straight into it. Also know that the territory that I had was the Northeast Coast. So I'm talking to New Yorkers all day long um, and Boston folks. So I, I think I got away with that because of where I was calling and the personalities that were there and their type of communication. Now, though, like over time, I've leaned in a little bit more to the permission-based opener um, or or qualifying for time. So this might look like before I get into the gambit, I'll go, hey, Leslie. Hey, Leslie, it's it's Gabrielle over at Culture Am. Did you have a quick moment to chat? All right. So you're still asking for permission to move the conversation forward, but it's it's more conversational. Yeah. So I, I've started to do like I, I that evolved over time. Um so that's one or like, hey, Leslie, it's uh, it's GB over at Culture Amp. Um, did you have did you have a moment for uh, a quick question? I promise it only take like one minute. Um, for people who aren't familiar with the Sandler, can I get 27 seconds of your time? Can, what's the quick replay on that? I like well, I like feel like I've banished it. I didn't even allow it to enter into my my psyche. Um, but it's like, hey, OK, so you answer the Hey, hey, Leslie, it's uh, it's Gabrielle over at Culture Amp. Um, how are you today? Good. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. Um, well, listen, like I, I was calling you um, about Culture Amp because I see something's going on. Is it OK if I take like 27 seconds to give you my whole dog and pony show as to my reason for calling? Sure thing. But okay. only 27. Yeah, I don't yeah. like Brandon, it's 26 seconds now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because also, and I should say like my why behind this, like I'm not just a hater for hater re haterish reasons, even though I wish I was that petty, um, is uh, like I, I'm a big, big, big proponent of if you can get the other person on the phone talking within the first 30 seconds of the call, you're going to have a much better outcome. The Sandler 27 second approach it takes you about a minute before you actually, it takes you about a minute for you to talk. In that entire minute, the other person is thinking to themselves, what the hell is going on here? How do I get off the phone right now? Ugh, right? So I, I, I've i just seen it where I've like listened to reps calls and all you see is like, like I'm using gong and all I see is like 89% talk time for my rep. It's just one big old block of purple and the person says one thing and they go, I got to go by. Yeah. Which is why like sometimes permission based openers like like you mentioned, um, 
I forget the one that you use that you were like, sometimes I'll do this. Is it okay if we continue the conversation or? Yeah, I'll do the, hey, did you have a quick moment to chat? Or like, hey, do you have time for a quick question? Promise it'll only take like a minute. Yeah. So like they're answering you sooner than if you go through like your entire value prop in that situation too. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, I mean, there's the answer of like the yes, but we're not, I would not call that a conversation. Conversation. Right. So I'm just quickly, because maybe I caught you at a bad time. But even if they say, yeah, sure. What is this about? If they ask me a question, I'm like, Gucci, like, this is phenomenal. Wonderful. Like, thank you. You know, um, so that that's kind of like my my take on that. I've also with one of my reps, like, they're not super comfortable with like either one. Like, I don't know if I want to go directly in. I don't know if I, I like asking the permission base. So we have a nice little hybrid. So if we looked back at that framework, we would go through introduction, relevance, permission-based opener, or permit, or uh, qualify for time, and then we would get into value and launch. So it would look like, hey, Leslie, um, it's Gabrielle over at Culture Amp. Uh, was doing like was doing a little bit of research. Was led to believe that you're involved in how like some uh, sales trainings there. Um, I know I'm calling you out of the blue though. Do you have a quick moment to chat? Yes. Okay, cool. Like, as I mentioned, doing some research, we have something that, that's helping folks out, um, make it a lot easier and faster. How are you going about this today? So there's like a split down the middle here where they're doing a pulse check. Yeah, a little pulse check. Yeah, just like, hey, like, oh, hey, hey, Leslie, I, I saw um, I saw your most recent post on LinkedIn about the importance of uh, cold, cold call openers. I had a question for you about that. Do you have a quick moment to chat? Beautiful. Yeah. Love it. Okay. Back to Q&A. Christy, and actually I saw this a couple times in the chat too, maybe Stacy. Um, mm-hmm. What's your best advice for handling the we're not interested objection? Listen, I'm like, a, I, I freaking love objections. Like they are the absolute best. Freaking, I'm like, oh, yes, give them to me. So if, if we're in a cold call c- scenario and someone says, hey, I'm not interested, a couple of things that I think are going on. Number one, they did not hear a single thing you said. And they have, honestly, here's what happens is uh, sales reps do not try to handle the objections. And what this does, it trains prospects to just say, I'm not interested knowing full well you will not handle the objection. And that is their easy out, even if they are in fact interested. Mm -hmm. So like, that's my first thought. So if someone says, hey, we're not interested, super vague, super ambiguous. I want to get clarity to that. And I want to understand why they're not. So uh, I'll ask the question, like, like, hey, hey, Leslie, um, uh, just so I can take down some notes here on my side. Can you help me understand, like, what's keeping you from being interested? Is it you have something in place? or you're not involved in this. And I just use that as an opportunity to, op- again, we're opening the conversation back up. Mm-hmm. Um, do you always offer options for them or do you weigh, like what's your stance on that? I know everyone has a different- yeah. So I realized I did, like a, I did like a stacked question on that one. Like when I was a rep, I would have said like, hey, Leslie, um, just fr- from my side, uh, can you help me understand? Or I don't actually, I don't even say, can you help me? I'd say, help me understand. Is that because you have something in place or are you not, or am I reaching out to you in error? 
And then at least then they have an option and they can go down one of these paths. You're going to ask another follow-up question, right? Yeah, because I, I, I like giving people options. The same thing if someone says, hey, send me an email. What the fudge? No. Um, I don't know what to do. Like, what? Like, I could, I could send you a bajillion. And I would imagine that a lot of the people here, their company doesn't have, like, one very specific value prop. There's probably buckets of value. And depending on what the person needs, like, you need to align the value proposition to it. So, like... So if someone says, hey, send me an email, and my response is, okay, yeah, just so that, you know, make sure that I'm tailoring the email to what's going to be most relevant to you, uh, what's top of mind? And you say something that has nothing to do with my product, that does not help me. Also, I might be asking you way too open-ended of a question, and you'll just say, just send me a one-pager, the end. I've learned absolutely nothing. So what I do is when I think about, like, my company, I'll try and keep it to, like, three value buckets, Right. Or yeah, three buckets of value. So culture amp where there's uh, there's an engagement component. There's a performance management component. There's a development component as well. So if someone says, hey, send me an email, I'll go, hey, no problem. Um, Help me understand when it comes to employee engagement, performance management and development, what's top of mind for you? It's very much like a help me help you. But I want to ma- I want to create some frames and some parameters around the conversation because if we start getting into a world that we can't deliver value in, I'm shooting myself in the foot. Mm-hmm. So that's why that's why I like to give to give some options. Yeah, I am. Um, everything's a terrible analogy in my head. I always think of like the bowling gutter blockers. You know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like if I'm bowling with my kid and the gutter things aren't up, her ball is like twelve aisles yeah. over. But if I can put the bars up, like at least we're on the same page and we're talking about the yeah, same thing. You've got, you've got some bumpers. And so like, with, like we can still, yeah, we can go in between on the lanes, right? The ball can move wherever it can bounce around, but we're staying here. Yeah. Yes. The goal. Okay. Uh, rapid fire. Really quick. Last question in the Q&A. Uh, Badranath says, sometimes while I'm on a cold call, I get nervous thinking about things which the customer might ask next. And I get stuck with like that present conversation. Any advice? Wait, say that one more time. Sorry. So like in a cold call, thinking about all of these things that might come up. They haven't come up yet, but the customer might ask me that. Mm. And so I'm not like really present in the conversation. Any advice you would share? Um, so from a presence perspective, there's a couple of things that you can do. And I think like it's like all right if I if I have like the monkey brain racing thoughts, uh, there's grounding exercises. So or there's things that you can do with your body to stay present. So maybe that means that you you stand up, you walk around, you pace to keep you present. Um, I've known people who wear hair ties on their wrists and just do this to stay present. It's like a reminder to stay present in the moment. Uh, tapping your foot, those kinds of things. I personally just liked writing things down. So staying in the conversation. Yeah. And I think also this embrace, like taking, um, again, when we were talking about this the other day, taking the time to embrace what they're saying will also give you the time that you need to figure out which of those 17 questions might be popping up is the most relevant for the moment. So again, like if I know this happens where I think of 17 things all at the same time and I'll go, I'll just take a pause. Oh, and I'll even say like, Hey, like, hey, Leslie, um, honestly, like, there's so many, I could ask you so many questions right now just to give myself some space and time. 
based and I embrace it. All right. Hey, like based off what you shared, here's something I, I'd love to learn a little bit more about. Even if I don't know what question I'm going to ask, I'm giving yeah. myself space and time. Right. I'm, I'm filling, filling the gap. And then once I've settled myself back in, now I ask the question. So you're repeating back something to them so that you and you're giving yourself space and time. You're giving yourself that moment to be like, mm-hmm. now I'm formulating a question based on something they just said. Yes. But I can breathe a little bit. I can breathe. I'm going to give myself, I'm going to, I will have a, uh, a few options of like things that I can do with my body, things that I can do in terms of pauses, mm-hmm. things, that I, things that I can say to give myself a little bit of time as well as I'm thinking about like what makes the most sense. Um, but sometimes it's just really important to even catch the fact that you're not being present yeah. in the conversation. Like once you know that, you're like, okay, now I've kind of got my my reminders. Okay, we are right at time. I know that a couple more questions popped up. GB and I are gonna be back together. So we'll go through this. Maybe we'll um, make some posts with the questions that are left because people wanna know your voicemail. Um, but I do want to share your LinkedIn. Thank you, Maria. Put uh, GB's LinkedIn in the chat over here. Um, and we do this every single day. Tomorrow is a continuation of our AI series. Jed is hosting back at noon. You can find it at sellbetter.xyz. Um, and GB, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts. I love that you take into consideration the whole person like when we're talking just now about present, it's not just what you can say, but it's like physical, mental, spatial. You always like take into account that we're all different. We're all human. And it's so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that with us. Thank you. Thank you. Also, I know we're going to close out. If Jeffrey Gittimer is the Jeffrey Gittimer that I think it is, I just want you to know your sales book was the first sales book I ever read. I wasn't even in sales. My mom had me read it. So I read that when I was 22 years old. Thank you, sir. I love that. Yes. Um, yeah, this was wonderful. And yeah, there are a couple people talking about your newsletter. You got to check out GB's newsletter. If you're interested in leadership or you are a leader on the call, check that out too. And GB and I will be back Friday the 13th. So just put it on your calendar now. Just get excited. Uh, <laughs> placeholder. We'll see you then. I hope everyone has an awesome rest of your day and happy cold calling. <laughs>